14 million Americans who get the voucher paid by the U.S. federal government, right, in Section 8 housing, and either all or a portion of their rent goes directly from the U.S. government. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Welcome back to another episode of Where Should I Invest? My name is Sarah Larby. I'm excited to have you guys back on today. We've got some awesome guests as well. Today we have James Lloyd and also Wojtek Mardula who are investing in Detroit in the USA. And it's actually quite an interesting conversation because the markets are quite different, but uh, the numbers look really good. So I remember leaving this podcast because I record them quite ahead of time thinking, I should look into U.S. investing a little bit and just diversify. So that's a, a super interesting podcast. And also it is week two of my nine to five retirements. But, uh, you know, ironically, I'm still pretty busy. I've got a lot of podcasts I've been recording. I've had some right club stuff I was doing. But, you know, what's really cool is now I can be in charge of my own schedule. Even though it is busy, I, I probably am never going to be that person that stops working and stops progressing and stops altogether, but it is really cool to be able to, you know, schedule what I want to schedule in my day. And I can really do things that I enjoy, like, like these podcasts as an example, or coaching students or working on the right club stuff. So it's unfortunate I can't do that from like Costa Rica or somewhere warmer right now with everything that's going on. But you know, time will come at some point and things will resume back to normal. So hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast. Send me a message if uh, if you want to come and say hi, if you want to be a guest on the podcast as well, if you've got a portfolio or things that you would like to share with the audience. And if you haven't done so and you're binging on these, feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you guys listen to these podcasts. And also I'm reachable, sarahlarby.com. You can send me a message there and we can connect. And other than that, guys, have a great weekend and talk to you all next Friday. James Wojtek, welcome to the show. How are you? We're doing excellent. Thanks. Great, you, Sarah? great. Thank you. Good, good. So I'm super excited to have you guys on. And I don't think we've had too many people on the show talking about the US market. But before we get into all that good stuff, tell us a little bit about each of you, how you got started in real estate investing and what you do. James, do you want to start? Sure. So I'm the sales Canadian sales manager at usproperties.ca. Uh, I've been with the company for about two years. I was brought on, you know, I really have a strong sales background and I was brought on by Voitech. We're lifelong friends. I met, uh, God, I was going to be coming on now 30, 35 years ago in junior high school in Toronto. He started this amazing company, usproperties.ca. And I think about two years ago, he started to realize that he needed some sort of help with the sales on the front end. He's really busy, you know, occupying most of his time with dealing with contractors, acquisition, a lot of the legal work. So I've come on board and uh, I'm really pleased and happy to be with you guys tonight and talk a little bit about our turnkey uh, program down in the U.S. Awesome. And Wojtek, you want to go ahead? Sure, sure, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I've been a business owner for the last 20 years or so, 25 years. I was in uh, the restaurant industry, nightclub industry in Montreal for about five, my first five years. I went to McGill University and, you know, I moved back to Toronto in 2002 while I was doing retail. Uh, I was in um, I was in apparel. We built a, a brand name clothing company. Uh, we sold all over the world and we had a, subsequently a number of stores uh, all over Canada. And I only really started in real estate about I would say 10 years ago I bought uh, my first condo which uh, you know with the intentions of just living in it but uh, ended up meeting my wife Pamela and, and we bought a house together and it became landlords inadvertently you know uh, we started renting out that one property the house that we ended up purchasing was actually a multi and so uh, you know we ended up having some rental units there and so you know we were we were doing that for, for, for a few years and about four and a half years ago, I was introduced to the U.S. market and, uh, you know, my good friend, you know, showed us uh, a way where you can, you know, earn 
significant cash flow from properties, which as we know in Canada is very difficult. So, you know, I became really excited about the idea and, and started to look at the market a lot and, and started buying, you know, initially our, expanding our own portfolio, sold a lot of assets here in Toronto in order to buy as many properties as we could down there. And then from that, you know, evolved our company uh, once we started uh, acquiring invest- assets for other investors. So do you have any current Canadian assets or are you fully um, into the U.S. markets? You know, I, we recently bought a condo in Tremblant, uh, which is by far our worst investment, <laughs> but it's pretty, you know, and uh, it, it generates no cash flow. Uh, and uh, so, but the rest of them are, are in the U.S., specifically in Michigan. All right. So in Michigan, in, uh, in Detroit and area or just Detroit? Detroit, I would say about 90% of our properties are in Detroit, uh, in greater Detroit area, and, uh, and the rest are in the suburbs, like in immediate suburbs, you know, about 20 minutes outside of uh, downtown uh, City Corp. So when I first got started in, in real estate investing, I listened to a lot of podcasts and they were great, but they were American. And then I started investing in Canada and I realized that there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of things that make sense there that don't make sense here or things that you can't do in one region but you or, or country and you can do it in the other. So I'm thinking like things like that are different taxes, financing, prices, all of the legal stuff. Can you, can you just actually walk us through some of the, the main differences for somebody wanting to invest and they're not sure exactly where they want to go, whether it's Canada or the US, what are some of those main differences? I would say the number one difference and what attracted me the most to the U.S. market was uh, just the the way their lending system is set up is so different from what we have to put up with here in Canada. You know, uh, lending in the U.S. is asset-based. So essentially, if you want to go into a U.S. market, you can buy an unlimited amount of properties regardless of your personal income, which as we know is impossible here. You know, you get to a few properties and the banks say, okay, no more for you, regardless of what your asset base is, right? Unless you're making, you know, $10 million salary per year, which most people are not, you can't buy an infinitely large portfolio. Uh, You know, in the US, you can, I know people that have built six, 700 door portfolios in five years, right? Which, I mean, extremely t- difficult to do here that are gener- generating massive cash flow, you know, using the, the Burr method, you know, just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, you know, so, so that's the number one difference, I would say. And, you know, secondly, you know, the business environment, it's easier to do business in the U.S., you know, period. I think the, the restrictions are, are looser. It's business friendlier. Uh, you know, you can close a transaction, you know, within seven days. So we've closed transactions in three days, right? Where, you know, this is from purchase to resale. You know, you can double close transactions. You can, there's so many different more, more options available to you. In, in Michigan, for instance, you, there's no requirement to use a lawyer in order to do a closing. So your closing packages are 15 pages long that everybody can understand that you can move through the process much quicker. You know, it doesn't have to be this drawn out 60 day closing process. It could be a six day process, you know? So I find that, and you know, and ultimately, you know, the pricing is, is just so much better. It's just, it's so difficult to find a nice home in Canada for $50,000. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Maybe, you know, out East Maritimes, something along those. But outside of that, it's virtually impossible unless maybe you go way north, right? In Detroit, you can find properties at those prices on a, on a regular basis that have equity possibilities that you can refinance and then continue and then repeat and rinse and repeat, you know? So it's, um, and as far as, you know, the company structure, there's so many more uh, available resources. Like, you know, in Canada, we primarily use a corporation to hold real estate, right? Well, in, in the US, there are about three or four different vehicles that you can use to hold your assets in that are far more efficient that, you know, you know, an LLC being a good example where you don't require, you know, tax filing for every single entity, right? Like you can do it all together as one. So, so it makes it more efficient and you can scale and and, and grow accordingly. So it's, it's, it's just, you can grow faster, I think is the, is the, the bottom line. For sure. 
I guess you can grow faster because the price points aren't as steep either. And what, what about the down payment? Like, what does that look like as an investor? So, you know, as for nationals, uh, Canadians as coming in, you know, usually you're going to be looking at about 65% LTV. There are some cases where we can get out, get that up to 70 or 75%, uh, you know, uh, but for the most part, I think you have to expect uh, 35% down payments on the properties. But what if you were like an American living in, in the U.S. somewhere? Like, is that... Is that a 20% thing? Because I heard that there's a lot of, you know, crazy 2.5%, you know, down payments that can be done, I guess, if you're, I don't know, in the military or something, but I don't know enough about it. Like, can you, is that, is that also the case if you're a US, like a U.S. person and you can get away with pretty much barely paying anything as a down payment? You know, it, it, there there are uh, there are offers from some lenders where you can get up to 85% LTV. Um 90s very rare on rental loans or on five-year term loans, uh, but 80, 85% you can get if you're a U.S. citizen. And again, as you go in there, there are ways that you can establish credit yourself and you can get that LTV up. You know, we have some, some, some chunks of our portfolio that are, you know, 75% LTV, uh, you know, so, so it's pretty good, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment here and pause the podcast to introduce you to one of my favorite contractors, John from Blackjack Contracting Inc. And he has been serving the Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas for the past three years and has become the area's legal basement suite renovation specialist. He works with many investors that I know and some newer investors, some more experienced investors, and he converts single family homes into multiple units, as well as my favorite strategy, the Burr strategy. So he's well-versed in those as well to make sure that we can achieve the maximum value of the property and the maximum ARV. He has also completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls, and everywhere in between as well. They do everything from permitting to the design to the final cleaning before listing our rentals for rent or for sale. And he's also a fully licensed electrical contractor. He's certified with ESA and he will take jobs of all sizes. So no job is too big. He's done a complete guts really from the ground up. So super impressed with his work and what he's been doing for fellow investors that I know as well. So if you wanted to reach out, his website is blackjack contractinginc.ca and you can ask him whatever questions you have. You can also reach out to him Instagram, which is at Blackjack Contracting Inc. And like he says, he knows that investing feels like the biggest gamble of our lives. So when you have Blackjack on your side, the house always wins. I will also add that there is currently a ban as of April 4th on new permits. So he will still actively work to the law's extent and actively work with investors to get projects planned out for when the ban is lifted. So that way you're not necessarily waiting and waiting and waiting. So guys, 100%, I recommend Blackjack Contracting. I will say that finding the right contractor is sometimes a hassle and getting a good one that works with investors that understands the numbers is going to be critical in our success, especially when doing the Burr strategy. And now back to the show. Okay, that's cool. So you mentioned LLC and I just want to go back to that because I always thought as a Canadian, the LLC was not favorable for, I think it was tax reasons, but I don't know enough. Like what, I mean, you, you'd know more than me. Yeah, no, it's a good question, right? So, so what, what our lawyers recommended on both sides of the border, uh, we had consulted with a you know, really great uh, Canadian uh, t- tax firm here in Toronto uh, that specializes in cross-border taxation. And they use LPs or limited partnerships to actually hold the asset, right? But the LLCs as the operating arm. So, but that operating arm can operate a number of companies, a number of LPs. And then on top of that, you can have multiple assets sitting in a single LP. You know, there is actually a structure where you can, as a Canadian, use LLCs, okay, as far as and, and place uh, the, the entities into the LLC. And that requires a usage of a corporation as well or a C Corp. And then LLCs underneath that C Corp. Now, the only, uh, you know, and we use that structure, uh, and, and you can can use that structure as long as you have active employees. So as long as you have uh, five employees or more 
that, that, that are employed by that corporation and you can be one of the employees, um, you can use that structure and, you know, and grow accordingly. And that one is superior because the tax rate is only, you know, has been reduced by the current administration to 21%. Uh, so you're only looking at a 21% tax rate, which is excellent because it used to be as high as 35 and 37% in the past years. We can often, sorry, I'm just going to say that we often suggest that structure for our clients as they structure into larger portfolios, sort of starting with the limited partnership structure is better for people looking at their first or second asset, but as it grows and as they grow with us, you know, if they're getting to a point where they can have multiple assets and in U.S.-based employees, then that corporation structure would come into place. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So speaking of, of taxes, I mean, it is interesting because yeah. as somebody that used to listen to a lot of great U.S. podcasts, you hear about 1031 exchanges. Essentially, you can sell your property and within a certain time frame, I can't remember if it's 90 days or whatnot, you can buy something of equal or higher value and then actually defer your taxes yes. pretty much indefinitely. Now, if you are a Canadian with a limited partnership, and you have an LLC over there. Is that is that something that can be done? And I know you're not an accountant. You're not a lawyer. Right. Like, these are our opinions. That's usually the first answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to check with a, a specialist. But disclaimer I always, comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The disclaimer comes up. So I'm going to make the disclaimer. <laughs> so we're we not accountants or lawyers. Uh, you know, just but for the purposes of discussion, right? Um, so you so that's a U.S. tax law, which is an amazing tax law, and it applies to U.S. citizens, right? If you're a Canadian citizen and if you're doing this individually you are going to be able to defer those those things for to the irs the problem is with the cra because the cra does not have a 1031 exchange and so you know when you do it when you do it that way you could be looking at some tax liability on this side of the border so guys talk to your accountants and your lawyers and all that good stuff but <laughs> that's, that's right. again these are discussions right so okay so let, let's let's talk about this because i love real estate investing, not just for the cash flow, but the mortgage pay down and the appreciation and the fact that when like, so like, let's just talk about COVID or like, you know, a downturn or, um, you know, something that happens, there's always going to be market cycles, right? There's ups and downs. And so it's important to buy on fundamentals. And I know you guys are in Michigan and I know you are in Detroit. So you have, I guess you have to weigh the pros and cons to both. And then when I look at like, a, like some cities in the US, I'm like, wow, it's 50,000. In 10 years, is it still going to be 50,000? That's the question. And then you weigh that against $1,000 a door cash flow versus a couple hundred bucks here. What are your guys take on that? So uh, as far as downturns, I mean, you know, obviously economic cycle, like everybody's due for a recession, usually every 10 years or so, you know, that's been the average for the last, you know, as far as I can remember, you know, and so what, what we really specialize in, in markets like Detroit, which tend to be, uh, there's a mix certainly, but there's a lot of lower income individuals, you know, what you get there is there's an amazing program called Section 8. Uh, you probably would have heard of, you know, of it or about it. I have, but let's, let's talk about it. Like finish what you were going to say, but let's talk about it. Cause it's not something that exists necessarily the same here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think one of the biggest hedges against recessionary times is government housing, right? And if, and, and what's incredible and what we've done over the last 18 months is if we've secured our clients' portfolios as well as our own portfolio uh, to have approximately 65% government housing. And so, you know, when COVID hit, obviously there was this panic and, you know, what's going to happen? The world is ending, you know, this is, <laughs> this is going through people's heads, right? And, and you know, in 10 years or in three years, it'll be something else like i feel like every year there's gonna be something where people are panicking a hundred percent a hundred percent and there could be a second wave of this or third wave or whoever as, as they're predicting right and so uh, but what's what we've noticed is that and you know the panic happened sometime mid-march right and then we get our checks on april 1st right and second mm -hmm. and third and you know into the month from the government agencies almost daily and so We've, of course, we were waiting and anticipating to see what's going to happen with those checks. And of course, they started to come, they come in very regularly, steady. So we didn't have to lay off any employees. All of our property management team has just been separated into their homes, obviously for safety reasons, but everybody's operating. We haven't had to let anybody go. Our business is basically the same. As a matter of fact, we've had the biggest payout in, in our company history in the month of April. 
to our investors. And, and you know, and we're really proud of that because yeah. a lot of businesses are struggling right now. A lot of REITs, you know, their stocks have plummeted. A lot of landlords are, are sweating it right now because they're, you know, some, some rents are not being received. But, you know, we have a over, we're at an over 90% in terms of rent collection. So we're really happy with the, you know, with the results uh, so far. Okay, good. For so, sure, you know, I was mm-hmm. going to say too, like with the Section 8 government housing, mm-hmm. you know, unlike Canada where, you know, often uh, government housing is sort of is in confined areas, you know, low-income housing areas, with the Section 8, we can get vouchers uh, into these sort of B-class neighborhoods where we do our purchasing into our 80, sort of 80000 to $60,000 colonials uh, with sort of up to $1,100. We've seen vouchers up to $1,100 or $1,200 in rent. Uh, and they blend right into the into the neighborhood of a mixture of, of working class cash tenants and, and the Section Eight as well. So it's it's good difference differentiates itself that way than from Canada. Yeah, and then just to emphasize, like, or not to emphasize, but just to clarify, Section Eight. So the government yeah. essentially pays you directly for the tenants to have a place to rent to try to essentially get them back on their feet at some point. Just kind of, is it kind of like social? Is it totally. Like- yeah, there's, I mean, it's a great program. There's 14 million Americans, you know, who get uh, their, their voucher paid by the U.S. federal government, right? The Section 8 housing. And either all or a portion of their rent goes directly from the U.S. government to the property management company. So it doesn't actually go into the tenant's hands. Um, and then, you know, we pay out uh, to our to our clients through there. So it's very secure. It takes it really up to, uh, a very secure and guaranteed rental program. Yeah, and I think what's distinct is, you know, a lot of the social assistance programs, you know, let's say in Canada, right. uh, you know, the tenant would receive the funds and then they would disperse it to the landlord or not in, <laughs> in, in some cases, right? Whereas this is a direct voucher that, you know, that goes directly to the property management company, as James mentioned, and, and then we're able to pay out from there to our investors. So even, you know, if the tenant's not living there, if they, like whatever the situation is, the voucher keeps coming in on a monthly right. basis and it's covered. And what's really powerful about it is that the vouchers can be increased. So you can, you know, every one to two years, there's an inspection of the home for safety and for code, right? By section eight. And so at that moment, if the value, uh, the, the average rent in the neighborhoods is increased, uh, you can apply for an increase in the voucher. So you can take a thousand dollar voucher to 1200 now right. without the need of the tenant moving in, moving out, you know, with zero vacancy, uh, with zero turn costs, and you can just have that tenant there for multiple years. And um, you know, we had a, we had a gentleman who moved into one of our duplexes, and he was at his previous Section Eight home for 18 years. You know, if you can imagine, 18 years of just uninterrupted rent. And when you look at investments such as Detroit, you're buying a home for sixty thousand dollars, right? Well. It's going to take, let's say, 60 payments to, to, to pay off that home, and then your, uh, your return becomes infinite, right? And, you know, so it's crazy if you think about it that way. And, and if you captured some equity somewhere in the middle there, that's even less, right? Because you can right. finance that home and then just keep getting that $1,000 voucher. So yeah. it's, it's really powerful. So we sometimes, you know, when people look at a market like Detroit, they really need to understand the fact that that government tenant and that voucher is almost as value as valuable as the property itself right and if you can get one of these vouchers in which is it's not difficult to do we have contacts to you know 10 different agencies that place people all the time you know and 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 the distinct part about it is that these tenants you know the average lifespan of the tenant is is around 5 to 6 years right they're staying yeah. for that long anyways because they have less resources to move and you know they we provide really good accommodations that are you know renovated and are in really in nice areas so mm-hmm. and they they're living there for free, so why would they move, right? So, so it's a, it's a really so great. So they don't. They, so they don't. Yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, I just want to take a moment and interrupt the podcast to introduce you to my mortgage broker Dahlia Barsoom and her team at Streetwise Mortgages. Because everything around us is changing. The world as we know it is not going to be the same. COVID-19, the economic crisis is a time of uncertainty for many of us. And the lending and real estate landscape, they're changing quite rapidly day by day. Today's financing and investment decisions are going to be different than the ones that we made yesterday. Dahlia and her team are going to be able to help us maneuver through all of this. 
They're property investors themselves. So they've worked with thousands of real estate investors across Ontario and they have their pulse and their finger on what's happening around us in real time from a real estate financing and investments point of view. Her team of advisors are committed to helping us keep informed and get that up-to-date information. And they're also gonna be able to help us navigate through this crisis to also mitigate and minimize any financial distress during this whole transition and also help us emerge out of this in a strong financial position so that we can leverage ourselves for some great opportunities that are going to be coming to us. They've been able to help many investors in times like this by really planning out your plan for the good, but also for the bad, because these circumstances that are happening are going to be very individual for all of us. And they're going to help navigate three key parts, financial stability, financial agility, and opportunity, and help you manage through those three things. When it comes to stability, how can you enhance your reserves and your liquidity to weather the storm? You're gonna have different plans, so it's important to get that individualized plan. How can you utilize mortgage payment deferrals? Should you, should you not, why or why not? Any debt restructuring opportunities, those are all things that Dahlia and her team can help you work with. Now, when it comes to financial agility, there's some things that you might want to talk about are how do you make some improvements to your monthly budget so that you can increase your cash flow? Are there any financing tools that you can use to cover some short-term cash flow deficits? When it comes to opportunity, there's going to be some great opportunity that's going to come out of this. How can you set yourself up? for success. So her and her team are going to be able to help you maneuver through these things and create a plan, not only for the good times, but also in times like this, so that you can handle the storm and come out ahead. Feel free to reach out to Dahlia and her team at info at streetwisemortgages.com or go to her website, streetwisemortgages.com. And now back to the show. And I'm guessing in a place like Detroit, it's not like Ontario or maybe, and you can, you can enlighten me, but I'm guessing it's not rent controlled by 2.2% of what you can increase as, as an example this year. And it's, it's likely also not. So, so my concern doing this in Ontario is like you said, the tenants can just call and cancel at any time. And then the payments go to them. So you're saying that the, the section eight tenants, they can't call and have the payments deferred to them. It has to go to you. And that's essentially how it works. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. They you don't they have can't. to worry about that. No. No. And, you know, and the environment, I mean, the landlord, like just on the topic of landlord laws and, and, and all that, you know, they're, they're just so much more favorable in Michigan than they are in, in Ontario or just across Canada. They're very much in favor of the landlord. And so, you know, it's, it, you know, essentially, I mean, you can have, you can ask people to vacate a property on 30 days notice just for whatever reason, right? Like I'm taking it over, you know, I want to perform renovations, uh, whatever I want to do with the property. So if you're not happy with the tenant, you have that right. You know, as far as, uh, you know, people often ask us, well, uh, how do you ensure that your property stays intact and is not damaged by, you know, a section eight tenant, let's say that's, it's a common question, right? And so usually, so there, there, are, there are rules around tenants keeping the property in, in good shape. And if you report that tenant, you know, they lose their section eight voucher or they have the possibility of losing the section eight voucher if they have a history of this or, or if they do damage to the property. So essentially rendering themselves homeless. Right. So we're respectful of everybody and, and they tend to be respectful of our properties. We really people bring them into their properties. They're new, newly renovated. They look great. And so so we, we do it. We have a good relationship with these tenants and they stick around long term. That's, that's pretty good. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. I'm interested because you guys I mean, James, are, are you living in Ontario right now? Yes, I'm in Toronto. So. In Toronto, Voitech, what about you? Yeah, same. So, okay, so then you look at Detroit and you're like, okay, this is a great market. You like a lot of the fundamentals, aka yeah. the cash flow. There might not be long-term appreciation, you know, different fundamentals. But how do you then say, okay, I'm going to take my investments from here and I'm going to go invest there. Like, how did you get all that set up? And then, you know, what do you, ha- what do you have right now? Because you mentioned, we mentioned investors. Let's talk about what your portfolio looks like there. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you know, the move was pretty simple. I mean, we, uh, you know, we started, we tested the market because obviously, you know, we, we were introduced to the market by 
turnkey operators such as ourselves. He just happened to be a friend of mine and he showed us the ropes. Now, you know, you mentioned uh, about appreciation, right? And, you know, Detroit has been doing uh, 20.5% per year over the last five years. Like that's been the average appreciation in real estate. So, and, and where we're focused in, in these BB plus neighborhoods, that's where th- those numbers have even surpassed that 20. You know, we're right. in one area called Bagley has been doing a 35% annual appreciation in values since 2016. So that's the cherry on top. All the development that 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 has come to Detroit and all the private money that's poured that's, that's poured in has caused those numbers to go up at those rates. Now, obviously, that's not going to continue forever, and we all know that. But right. but it's continuing in a, in a positive direction. And average U.S. appreciation is around five percent. I'm expecting Detroit to do closer to ten percent. You know, on top of the cash flow. How much is the decline in 0809? How much you mean during that time? Yeah, Signif- significant. From <laughs> it was probably around it's around sixty five percent was the dip. Like overall from the peak, which in U.S. real estate was 2000, 2006 until steady decline until 2011, 12. That's when things started to really turn around. And now the prices in a lot of neighborhoods have far surpassed 2006 levels. Um, you know, but on average, they're still a little bit below. It's an aggregate because you have some pockets that are not great. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you got to weigh the pros and cons, right? Because you could, you'll have like the ups and downs, kind of like maybe like Alberta or, or Edmonton or like a, you know, an industry that has a, maybe it just relies on oil and gas as an example, right? So you see a lot of Alberta going up and down often every, every so often. And, you know, Detroit, again, great cash flow, but you'll have the ups and downs and a $50,000 house. I mean, in the next downturn could be worth 30, it could be worth 40, and then it could go back to 60, it could go back to 70. So, but it is quite, it is quite interesting. So, okay, so you started buying, so what are you buying out there right now? So we're still buying single family homes, you know, I like, I, I love that category. Like we've, we've bought a number of multis for our own portfolios, like 23 units, 24 units, those kinds of sizes. We've bought a lot of duplexes for our clients. We, we bought some duplexes for ourselves. Ultimately, I think that, you know, uh, single family, family homes is where the most money lies. You know, um, I think that the, the combination, you know, they appreciate the most by far. And especially if you're going into good neighborhoods, we're buying stuff with equity that we can refinance once we do the improvements. That's how we're continuing to build our own portfolio. We're primarily focused now closer to downtown and midtown and just north of there. There are a lot of like really up and coming areas that are just yeah. ultra hot uh, and we're, we're continuing to buy there. We moved into some higher, like more premium properties, which in Detroit are like two hundred fifty thousand or three hundred thousand, which it's still is very low for here. But, yeah. but, uh, but you know, but those are just like top end neighborhoods in Detroit, and those are like beautiful mansions that would that looks like a five or six million dollar home in Toronto. Right. You pick up for like you know a hundred and do some rentals on. It's hard to pass up, and and those we've kept, uh, and we're doing some Airbnb with those, some short term rentals. Although that business is not great right now, but but I'm sure it will come back. And uh, and our clients, we're recommending buy the the highest return turns you can right now. You get smaller bungalows for $55,000, $60,000. A lot of them are coming with $1,000, $1,100 Section 8 vouchers. I mean, those returns are crazy, like 15% cash on cash returns. You know, we've had one customer that bought one, it's a 20% cash on cash, you know, so the returns are phenomenal. And especially when they're coming with that Section 8 tenant, I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, and our clients are buying a lot of those right now. And it's, that's where the smart buys are right now, I believe. Who are the clients? Like, do you have a, like, is it a read? Do you have an LP set up? Are you doing JVs? Like what's the setup? Yeah. So our clients are, are, are real estate investors that have properties here that are, some of them are first, like their first venture into the U.S. market. And, you know, some of them are selling properties here. Some of them have bought properties in markets like Florida for $50,000 in 2010, and now they're worth 300000 So we give them the opportunity to refinance those. We have a lot of good mortgage brokers that work with our clients in the U.S. that are able to free up capital on, the, on that side of the border. And then we have, then we have some, you know, just some bigger companies also that are just buying like larger chunks, you know, uh, for, for their portfolios. So, so it's a mix of people. So like, so how do you set it up? Do you, do you bring them into the Detroit? Do you find something like walk me through the, the, the setup of doing a deal with somebody? If I'm interested in, in buying in Detroit and I want you to help me. Right. Well, I would so, totally, I would reach go ahead, out James. To you. Yeah, go ahead, James. No, totally. So typically they, they, you know, we, we, we find our source our clients through, uh, 
uh, through our webinars. Uh, I go to a lot of meetups myself and such. If I have people interested, I'd bring them in. Uh, we would show them our portfolio of what's available, right? And then we would look through the different uh, single family homes or if they're looking at multifamily, we would sit down with them and see how we could help them to, to meet their, their investment, what they're looking for, whether it's cash flow return or appreciation or a combination of both. Um, you know, and then during our regular times after COVID, hopefully we'll be going back down on a biweekly basis for our client tours where we meet our clients at the Marriott Renaissance Hotel uh, just through the Detroit Windsor Tunnel, uh, you know, we have an extended row SUV, we meet at one o'clock, we go up for about two to three hours, and you get to see the active listings, go through the neighborhood, see the redevelopment zones of Detroit, get that feel and that time, you know, with one-on-one -on -one with us in, in the car, see the listings, you get to enter a property, maybe meet our property management, um, and it's just really amazing. I remember the first time that I, I went down to Detroit when I was starting to work with the company, just, you know, I had this, these thoughts of what Detroit would be like, and when I got down there, I just saw a city that was going through a complete a renaissance and revitalization. It's got all new sports arenas downtown. Uh, the major arteries going into the neighborhoods where we purchase. Uh, I've had a lot of funding from the federal government. Uh, you know, the parks and green space are there, the public transportation, the, uh, the queue line. Um, and it, it's amazing. So we would see that. Yeah, so that we, like I was saying, we buy in these, in these, these key high appreciation neighborhoods. We show them the listings and we try to find you one. And if you, if you like it, uh, we would put it under, under contract. Um, which would sort of secure it from our internal market and put a purchase agreement together. Uh, and then you would, you would start your due diligence, your due diligence period, right? And at the same time, I'd be putting you in touch with our Michigan attorneys who would help you with the U.S. entity formation and corporate setup, get your LP structure going and get you ready for, for acquiring the properties and ownership. Uh, and we'd be moving the property through, through the process and starting the 300 point inspection with our pillar to post Michigan inspectors. We would go into the property and take a hard look at it from top to bottom and do a do a report uh, and then Voitech and the contractors would you know uh, address any discrepancies or any deficiencies should I say in, in the property and get it in a high um, you know in a high state getting ready for maximum market rent so that's kind of like the process would be sort of to introduce you to to the market get to meet and connect with us take you down to Detroit uh, and show you the properties and then, you know, and then we would help you refinance them, you know, so a lot of our clients will bring money in from Canada, either from lines of credit or from, you know, from yeah. sale of sale of properties. And then a lot of the lenders in the US will require a, uh, you know, a 90 day seasoning, especially for new people that they're coming in for the first time. It's only yeah. 90 days, right? That you have to own a property. During that time, we'll tenant it, we'll stabilize it if it hasn't yeah. been done already. And then the property is ready for appraisal and, and for refi. And then, you know, and then we would help to clients pull out you know 65 or 70 percent of the money out right. and then they can leverage that to buy subsequent assets that's what a lot of people are doing so they'll leverage that 70 percent and then buy say hundred thousand dollars they pull out so they can buy another three hundred thousand dollars worth of assets uh, you know right on the spot and, right. and uh, so then that way they can you know they'll get a leverage portfolio within about 90 to 120 days Okay, cool. How do you, how do you guys make money? Like, do you take a cut off a certain amount over time or like, do you just take a cut off the top or are you coaching? Like I'm trying to figure out how you guys have the business piece around it. We don't, we just do this out of the goodness of our hearts. <laughs> so, so, so no, so we, we act as, you know, we act as general contractors. So, right. you know, so, you know, we help, we do all the renovations, right? So we'll find the properties, often they're distressed, they're requiring, you know, uh, tier three rehab. So, you know, we might do, everything, electrical, plumbing, roofs, windows, kitchens, like absolutely everything. So that's one set of circumstances. A lot of times we try and find stuff that maybe just, you know, the things of value, like the kitchens and the bathrooms, you know, carpet, paint, like more tier two stuff that right. needs to be done to the places because that drives the equity the, the most we find. Uh, and um, so we'll find those types of properties. So so essentially we're, we're getting paid as general contractors. We just, we just take a fee for general contracting and then we turn it over to the client. Uh, the client owns the asset themselves. Uh, they have the deed. We're not, you know, a fund or, you know, or, or, of any sort or any sort of, uh, you know, uh, syndicated mortgage kind of company, you know, like we just, you own the asset, you can sell it, you can refinance, you can do whatever you want with it. And we also have a property management company, which we own and operate, you know, we've had you know, a number of adventures with different property management companies in Detroit since we were there. And so about a year ago, we decided to form our own and and really uh you know take full control of our own portfolio but also of our clients assets and so we we've been running that and of course you know you have a choice like we can 
send you to other people if you want, but we feel that we you know we're doing a good job uh, with you know with our with our property management company, and so you know we charge a fee of ten percent per month, which is you know standard fee in the U.S. for you know of gross rent for management. Okay, that's cool. So so you make money off off the renovation and sure. uh, the property management, but you don't take a you don't it's not like a five year JV where you no. know you take a. That's, that's good. Okay. I, no, I, I was wondering, I was mm-hmm. wondering like how, how you have that set up. So now in addition to that, you have your own properties as well that you, you own and you manage under your own portfolio. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, we started by buying our own and, you know, we really just wanted to have, you know, a significant amount of cash flow coming in every month so we could just hang out and go on vacations. Right. So that was, that was the plan. So, but you know, but it turned into a business. And so, so we, we obviously managed our own portfolio at the same time. You know, we buy, we continue to buy. I mean, we've bought probably about 10 properties last year for our own portfolio, you know, so we're, we're continuing to buy in the marketplace. We believe in it. Uh, We're really excited by it. We're just getting into new neighborhoods, buying better properties, I think, and doing better job renovating and getting higher rents for our clients, you know, so that's, you know, to, progress all right very cool now are you also advertising for those deals like are you finding them off market are they off you know on mls like how are you finding them so you know we have a team the an acquisition team that goes out there and you know and and looks for deals you know we deal uh, we deal quite a bit with different funds and larger companies that have maybe gone in gone into the market you know 2010 and bought like 5,000 homes, you know, and, and they've done various things to them in terms of renovations. And now they maybe are selling off a hundred or 200 there, you know, so, you know, they won't sell to individuals, but you know, if you come in and buy 20 homes or 30 homes, then they'll talk to you. Right. So, so that's been a great source. You know, sometimes it's just individuals that will come to us and say, Oh, you know, we know these guys are selling their home or, you know, you know, now there's a little bit of panic selling going on in the market, although it's not, you know, it's not excessive and it's not really on MLS. It's just private deals that will, you know, some wholesalers will come to us and say, okay, well, these guys are selling two homes or three homes, kind of the mom and pop businesses, you know, that, already we're kind of maybe struggling only had one property or two and now they're unloading. So, so there's a lot of that. Um, you know, we used to deal with auctions, but uh, they became a bit of a waste of time because they were great as long as they were kept local. Um, what they did is they now open them globally. So you can, anybody can go, you know, internet all over the world and purchase these homes. And honestly, most people have no clue what they're buying. And, you know, they're, they're buying a home because, oh, it's 30,000. But meanwhile, it's in a war zone, you know, because there are tough spots in Detroit. And so, you know, and the home, you know, needs 30,000 into it, but it's only worth 40. So you're in negative 20,000. You don't even know it. Right. And then it's also impossible to rent out because it's in a tough neighborhood. Right. So, you know, so, so we've really stopped dealing with auctions and we just have our own network, just people that are going out there constantly looking for deals and that's what we can continue buying, you know? Okay. Awesome. And you know, when I think of Detroit, I think of I think of really cheap properties and I think of like, there's really good areas, like you mentioned, and then there's like really bad areas and it could be a matter of a block away. And then all of a sudden you're in a war zone and a yeah. war zone in the U S is not the same as a war zone in Canada. Right. Like how no. you have like a, B, C and D, we don't really have a whole lot of D's uh, or yes. D class, you know, areas uh, here. <laughs> Agreed. <Yeah. laughs> Agreed. What in the U S you have like a, you have a areas and then across the street, you might have a D area, you know, but that's consistent right across the country. You know, it, you know, New York, if you go to Manhattan, you know, you went to certain areas where it was, you know, you were central park and then you got North and then it was, it was a bad neighborhood. Now, like even Harlem is changing a lot and it's, and it's great, but that's the disparity. And so you run into that in Detroit in the same way. For sure. And I think that's where, you know, our experience and expertise and where we're purchasing just comes to these show, show its value so much with our, with our client base, right? People try to go down there on their own and you can, but good luck trying to find like the really good areas because if you're just buying off, you know, even the same zip code or like you said, just like a block or two away, you can go from, from B to D quite quickly. Yes, absolutely. So it's important to have a team. It's important to have people on your team that are investors, know how to run the numbers. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are doing a great job out in Detroit and helping a lot of uh, folks that are here looking to diversify a little bit. You know, I think personally, I mean, this is just my opinion. I love, even though I don't love the LTB and the RTA in Ontario, 
I love Ontario for a lot of fundamentals that it has. I, I love the fact that, you know, with the ups and downs, it's not going to go as down as a Detroit. However, when you look at Detroit and you look at the cash flow that you can get, you're not getting that in most of Ontario, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the GTA, you got to go a couple hours out in order to get, you know, something. And even the something is probably, in my opinion, a quarter of the cash flow that you're getting in, in Detroit. So maybe, you know, you diversify. And again, everyone's different, but you diversify a little bit with the ones that will give you the higher cash flow. And then you diversify and you add some here where you're going to get a little bit more of that stability, the appreciation over time, the low vacancy rate. So I can see how both can fit into the portfolio, just like paper assets, right? They have a place in everybody's portfolio. It's just a percentage of how much of that it is. Agreed. Agreed. So, so the next part of the podcast is a lightning round. So I'm going to ask you each a series of questions. You're going to give me the first answer that comes to mind. These are supposed to be just really quick. First thing off the top of your head. You ready? We're ready. Yeah. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Complete Properties. If you need a great property manager to help you in the Niagara, Hamilton, and Burlington markets, reach out to Margaret Cameron at 905-920-7886. She can also be reached at margaret at completepminc.com via email or the website completepropertiesinc.com. All right, so question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? Um, uh, Kiyosaki's Reset Poor Debt. I would agree with that, yeah. All right. I just read it as well. It's a good book. It is the answer that about 90% of the guests have mentioned. <laughs> well, we're glad that we fit in that category. So if anyone's listening to this and ha- haven't, you know, and you haven't read this, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad, it's yeah. probably about time that you, uh, you take a quick look at it or, you know, read the Coles notes. But it's, uh, it definitely seems like it's changed a lot of people's lives. Question number two. I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but if you do, do you have a favorite? Yours. Like Joe Rogan. Have you actually ever listened to it? <laughs> I have. I other, have. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. other, than, other than mine. I listen to Joe Rogan. Howard Stern. Okay. All right. Good ones. <laughs> number three. What do you like to do for fun aside from work and real estate? For sure. I, I mean, I'm into exercise and healthy living. I love to run and spend time with my young son. Uh, I like to play tennis and uh, just enjoy the, getting outside as much as possible. Hopefully, um, it's going to have a good summer. And that was James. That's good. And Wojtek, what about you? I like to go to Ibiza. Ah. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> all right. Number four, if you lost all of your money and your assets tomorrow... How would you start again? James, we'll start with you. Uh, I try to find Wojtek and stay as close to him as I can. <laughs> I would say I would do exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. We would just, we were talking about, you know, about COVID and what can happen. And, you know, there's that moment of panic about, you know, uh, what if you lose everything? And, you know, and I said, look, you would just, we just do exactly what we're doing right now. And, and you'd be able to build, you know, using Burr method, you're able to, start from zero virtually and you could be up and running with a significant portfolio in a matter of like 24 months or less you know so depending on how quickly you want to move so um i would not change a thing all right that's a good answer all right and last question if somebody has fifty thousand dollars and they want to get started Mm -hmm. how would you recommend they spend that money james we'll start with you Single family home in Detroit, for sure. I would, you know, I would approach us uh, either through our website or you can email me at james at usproperty.ca. I'll show you some listings. We have some great single families uh, in, that, in that budget you know, with some equity capture. Uh, I think it's, it's a way to go with us. You're going to get great cash flow and appreciation. We can get some equity. Uh, we can get some refinancing on that property for you and get you into a second property within three months. Um, it's a great time to do it right now. The prices have, have come down uh, 100% single family home with us in Detroit. Okay. Wojtek, what about you? Agreed. I, I mean, look, that's how we started there. I, I think that you can, 
you know, you can buy, I mean, we have a gentleman right now who's, who's buying a home from us that's worth, you know, probably 85,000. He's picking it up for 60. So, you know, so, I mean, it, this, this doesn't seem like a lot of money, but you can, you can repeat that three or four times in the course of a year and using Burr, just keep pulling that money out, keep pulling that money out. You can have four houses by the end of the year with zero money down. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, it's it sky's the limit and just, and just keep going, keep repeating. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I always ask this question after the lightning round, James, you kind of touched on it, but if the listeners wanted to reach out and know more about you, where can they go? Well, I would definitely start by going to our website, uh, usproperties.ca. We have a, you know, it gives a great overview of our company and our Detroit program. Uh, we have an event section there that's going to highlight our, either our upcoming webinar or uh, or in-person presentation events and Detroit uh, property tours. I've also started a meetup group, uh, How to Purchase Cash Flowing Real Estate in the United States. Uh, we're going to be putting our events on there. Um, I wanted to sort of create a, a place where we can educate uh, potential investors on how to enter the U.S. market and purchase cash flowing real estate. So I'm excited to be on meetup. Um, and, you know, get to connect with people and show live deals. And um, so just that, you know, I would recommend just reaching out to Voitech or I uh, at usproperties.ca. Okay, awesome. Voitech, anything you want to add there or that's the best way for you as well? That's the best way, yeah. Events page, usproperties.ca. Or you can email James, james at usproperties.ca. Um, you know, and our events page uh, show, showcases our next webinar. So, um, you know, whenever your, your audience hears this, if they want to go there, that will have an upcoming webinar, they can register and they can learn a lot about it. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, we've put together a couple of great movies of tours. We had a camera follow us around for like 10 hours in Detroit. So you really get to see, um, you know, all the neighborhoods and really like the architecture is spectacular. I, I really love some of the videos. Uh, so if you go to our homepage at the bottom, there are two videos there that are really great. It's like a 15 minute video and it's, it's really in place of the tour, which we can't do now because of the border, but you know, soon. Okay. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much. Wojtek, James, for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you guys. Thanks, and uh, thank you for sharing your insights and uh, everything that, that you can share within about an hour time frame. So really appreciates everything. And uh, thanks for being on. Thank you thank very you, much. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. Take care. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid. But as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.